Food Heals Podcast, episode 21. It's like being really confident and saying like, I do A, B, C, and D, and F you if you don't like it. (laughs) Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today we have a Food Heals Business Cast episode where we talk about how to turn your passion into your career and do what you love every day. Because if we're not happy, then we're not healthy. So true. So we brought back frequent guest Whitney Lauritsen, eco-vegan gal, to talk about building a business around your passion and your lifestyle. And of course, hers happens to be around food and the vegan lifestyle, but this advice will apply to you whatever you want to do whatever motivates you, whatever drives you. But before we get to that, we have to tell you about our sponsor and we have an exciting announcement. Yes, I am so excited about both of these. Our sponsor today is Stride Health that connects self-employed workers like Allison and I with affordable health coverage and quality health care. It's like a concierge service for entrepreneurs. 40% of Americans overpay for coverage and then on top of that, they don't always have access to the doctors they want. And you know, Susie, that's exactly what happened to me. I was overpaying last year, and then in January, my rates went up like $84. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. And it didn't even cover my acupuncturist or my integrative doctor. So I just decided what was the point, and I canceled it. You canceled your insurance? Yes, because I didn't want to pay that much, and it wasn't covering what I needed. Yeah, that makes sense. Why pay for something that you That doesn't work for you. Exactly. And since I'm more holistic and I tend to go to alternative medicine doctors, I needed that covered. And that wasn't happening for me. Right. So when I found out about Stride Health, I tested out their service and it was actually amazing. I got to type in the names of each of my doctors that I see regularly. So I found a plan that they would all accept. First, I looked up my acupuncturist, Adam Griffin. He was on there. Then I looked up my chiropractor, my integrative doctor, and my primary care physician. And the service found a plan that three out of four of those doctors took. And then it turns out that the fourth doctor, he doesn't take insurance anyways. So I'm three for three. (laughs) (laughs) That's good enough. I mean, it's pretty good to me. And the great thing about the service was it told me this doctor does not take insurance at all, which I kind of remember and I haven't seen him in about two years. But, you know, that was amazing. That information took it up to 100% of all your doctors that do take insurance are covered under this plan. So instead of doing this all on my own, trying to figure out which health insurance all these doctors took, it saved me all this time. And I did notice that they will also customize the package based on what medicines or medications you take. Of course, I don't take any, but if that is something, then, you know, that's a great help as well. I've never even heard of that. That's incredible. And the price was lower than what I was paying last year. I'm not making this up. This is all true. Whoa. What? I swear. So you got more for less. I did. I mean, I really can't say enough about this. If you're self-employed, if you're an entrepreneur, if you buy your own health insurance, check this out. We have a personal concierge for you, Food Heals Nation. Check it out right now at stridehealth.com slash foodheals. 
and stay tuned because later in the show, we're going to tell you even more benefits of Stride Health. Okay, now on to our announcement. We have our first swag bag contest winner. (laughs) And the story behind this is so sweet. Yeah, so let me read you the winning entry. The title is Search No More for Holistic Healing Advice by Jason Hershey. This is a fun and engaging podcast that opens up the conversation about holistic healing. It helps break through the confusion about how to heal yourself with food, mental state, and overall well-being. These two are lively and fun to listen to, but also stay balanced by getting down to the serious topics we can all use to help answering and understanding. Trying to figure out how to thrive in this life is no easy task, but these gals really help to motivate you, stay on the journey towards a healthier, happier you. That's award-winning. They deserve a swag bag. Totally. So the swag bag goes to... Marissa Hershey. Yay! So this is the sweetest story. Marissa isn't actually the one who left us the review. What? We got an email from Jason, her husband, who actually submitted his review so that he could win the swag bag for his wife. Oh, that's awesome. I know. So congratulations, Marissa. Your swag bag is on its way. So Food Heals Nation, we have nine swag bags left. You know how to enter. Leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Tweet us your review at Food Heals Nation. Or post your review to our Facebook wall. Or email it to info at foodhealsnation.com. Next up, we're going to talk business cast. So we're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> it's a new word for podcast. It's the business cast because it's not about food today. That's right. Even though everyone on our show, myself, Susie, and Whitney are all about food and all about natural healing, we're talking about building businesses around our passion. So if you have a passion for food, if you have a passion for anything that you want to build a business around, that's what we're talking about today. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. We've got Whitney Lawrenson, who has become a regular around here on the Food Heals podcast. Hello, thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course. So the three of us on this podcast today are all entrepreneurs who have created our jobs based on our passions. We believe that if you're passionate about something, you can turn that passion, that talent, into a thriving career. And one of the keys to living a healthy, happy life is getting up every day and doing what you love. So Susie and I teamed up with Whitney Lauritsen for today's podcast because she is living proof that you can turn your passion into a thriving career and wake up every day to do what you love. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite the intro. (laughs) Do you girls agree? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So I want to start out first with just each of us giving our 30 second elevator pitches about what we do. So Whitney, we'll start. Oh, with you. no. You're on the spot, Whitney. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, I'll start, but no, she put you on the spot. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny, I don't have one right now. And um, it's just because things have been evolving. And I, I've also felt for a while that there isn't quite the right, like, word for what I am you know people for a while wanted to call me a blogger which I'm definitely not a blogger and I've been using the term content creator for a while but that's just not even summarizing of it either and people don't know what that is exactly (laughs) I and so on my um, online social media profiles I started using I think youtuber 
Healthy Living Crusader, which I Ooh, That's good. <laughs> that's like Joan of Arc type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that one. I don't usually say that one out loud, but it is on my social media. And then because I have been helping a lot of people strategize, I, I also have the term business strategi- strategist. So with Eco Vegan Gal, my, my brand on the healthy living side, I describe it as a place to inspire, educate, and empower people to live the healthiest, happiest lives possible. And I don't quite have a tagline from the business side of things quite yet. So that's that's in development. <laughs> and that's okay. And, you know, that's how I met you, um, Food Heals Nation. I met Whitney because she is a business strategist, as she said, but she's also in the food world. So here I am in the world of holistic health and the plant-based lifestyle, doing my business, but needing some guidance on how to really grow it, how to really monetize it. And so I took her class, one of her classes called the Sponsorship Strategy System. And it was just an amazing class that really did catapult my business to the next level because she was teaching things that are current and are happening today. In the past, I had worked with marketing firms who I was paying a lot of money to, to do this marketing and not getting much return at all, very little. And these are supposedly the experts. And so you really have to look at who are you going to learn from? Who is your mentor when you're trying to build your business? So for me, I had to find someone who was doing a business that I wanted to do as well, that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If you want to do and if you want to be an artist, find a successful artist. They can be your mentor. You don't have to start from scratch. Find someone who's doing what you're doing and that can help you have the encouragement to keep going, have the tools, the knowledge, the resources that you need right absolutely yeah and that's exactly what I have done too is I learn everything from the people that I admire I really study them and honing in on the brands and the people that you admire and seeing what they're doing what is it about them that you like what's working what's maybe not working and then applying that to your own business whether it's inspiration or you're looking at direct strategies so I'm very excited that that's that's kind of how you came to me. I knew of you only as a, a YouTube personality and only because I had interviewed Jason Robel for my film Food Heals. And before that, I had no awareness of this movement in terms of bringing your brand to YouTube. So mm-hmm. I was posting videos on YouTube for the film Food Heals, and I just did that because I wanted to get get it out there. And I do get a lot of hits because I've got high-profile people in there and people like the content, but I wasn't doing it regularly. I wasn't understanding, like, people want something weekly. People want something on a regular schedule. And so that's kind of what I learned in this online space. And when you're doing something like health and food, People don't want you to disappear. They want to keep learning from you because Mm -hmm. they want to change their life. They want to change their health. They want to adopt this more plant-based diet or this more eco-friendly lifestyle. And so if you go away and you're not present, then you lose your audience and you're not helping people. And my goal is to help people. I'm Mm -hmm. doing this because of what I learned. I changed my life and now I want to help others change their life. Well, I can't do that if I'm being passive about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was one of my biggest lessons definitely that I had to, you know, learn and and then getting accountability. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Very important. 
Yeah, so uh, your class, we had accountability, and it's just about getting a partner. And right now, Susie and I are accountability partners when it comes to this podcast, because mm-hmm. this podcast won't go away because we're both so passionate about it, and we're going to keep working it, on it. And we can't say, oh, I can't podcast this week because I have to do this. No, we're podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. rain or shine. <laughs> she keeps calling me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Susie, what's your 30-second elevator pitch? Or longer. You can go longer. I can go longer. Uh, I think I might need longer. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So um, I do a multitude of things. I moved to Los... I'm from New York. I moved to Los Angeles because I am an actress. I've been an actress since I was a kid. I've always loved it. And uh, I also do voiceovers. I, uh, I write. I started writing recently, which I absolutely love. And I am now the co-host of Food, Keel, Food Heals Nation. Oh, sorry. Holistic Voice, Food Heals. Food Heals. <laughs> what are you the co-host of? Let's get this I'm straight. I'm the co-host of Food Heals. Food Heals Nation is a judgment-free, judgment-free zone. Wow, you have a great just repertoire of, of you know, things that you're offering Thank the you. world. Thank it's you. Amazing. You know, it's, it's funny because when Allison mentioned this and I was like, oh, I have to think... It's weird because sometimes I feel like I do have to tailor it depending on who I'm talking mm-hmm. to, right? Like in LA, if people hear you're an actress, oh, what have you been in? Yeah. Or if yeah. I say I'm a massage therapist, oh, my neck hurts. Yeah. You know, so exactly. <laughs> I hear that yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's what happened to me right now. I'm like, probably. Now that you mention it. <laughs> and if I do voiceovers, if I say I do voiceovers, people want to hear it. They're like, oh, just do a voice for me. So, yeah. you know, it is funny. It's like to, to really own all of those. And then people are always like, well, what do you really do? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, hard for me to really own all of those in the same space with equanimity yeah well you just have to position yourself as a brand itself you know and then you're just doing a bunch of different things but it all falls under your own brand yeah it's like being really confident and saying like i do a b c and d and f you if you don't like it (laughs) (laughs) i like that jack of all trades i guess i have to do my elevator pitch um I'm a content creator, just kidding. (laughs) I just feel like, I actually think that's kind of accurate, but people don't know what that means that's not in this online creation If they're not a content creator, they don't know what it means. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. But it is, like, it's creating content for websites, for blogs, for YouTube, for clients. You know, I do so much content. I do video production primarily but we also do social media posts and you know we create content (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I own a video production company Melody Productions and we produce documentaries ads PSAs web content and all our clients are in the fields that I enjoy such as holistic health social justice human rights public health and then on the side I run the website holisticvoice.org which is dedicated to sharing stories of people who have healed themselves of chronic degenerative disease um, usually through diet, through nutrition, often through alternative medicine. And then I'm making the film Food Heals, which is currently in post-production, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, and I am the host of this podcast. <laughs> what is it called? The Food Heals Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> said that a lot better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've never had a full-time job. And I never will. Wow. Ever? Ever. Never, ever. Never. Wow, that's impressive. That is impressive. Well, and it's like, I just never, I always knew when I graduate college, I don't know what I'm going to do because I have all these interests and I have all these skills and I absolutely, you know, had talent and ability, but I was like, I can't go to the same place every day and do the same thing. (laughs) I knew it then. And so back then I was 
right after college I was doing multiple jobs I was editing for the nightly news so that was a few hours a night and then during the day I was doing wedding videos and trying to find clients who needed like a little local commercial and I was getting all this exposure and knowledge and it was super fun but I never got a full-time job and I, I couldn't imagine doing it wow that's rare <laughs> yeah it is especially back then because now yeah. I feel like now there's a lot more opportunities for mm-hmm. obviously entrepreneurs in every field Back then, like, especially, you know, yeah. I, I wish I could say that. I, I yeah. definitely had full, you know. But, I mean, just the fact jobs. that you guys have had full-time jobs and you don't anymore because you know that's, that wasn't resonating yeah. with you. Right. And so, Whitney, tell us about your journey and how you got to be this entrepreneur and have this complete online business that you've created. Well, I started off with a, a really big passion for video and film. And so... That's where I guess it all started. I wanted to be an actress when I was probably like a, a young teen, preteen, if you want to call it that. And um, I actually had been thinking about acting since since I was really young because my mother had a friend that was in, in the entertainment industry in New York and kind of got that in my head and I was thinking about it. So I started using my father's video camera and I started making videos when I was again like a preteen I would make them for school like if we had projects or something I love doing that or my sister and I would just put on skits and so I I actually just naturally evolved into that on-camera comfort and the directing and the producing and the editing like all of that and it just grew and grew throughout high school I did a summer program at NYU right before my senior year of high school that was just helping young filmmakers and that really started everything and and then after that I went to film school in Boston at Emerson College and you know at the time we didn't have YouTube like Mm -hmm. basically what was implanted was you know I wanted to just make movies and so I figured I would go to Los Angeles and I would work my way up through the film industry and and become the director writer actress that I wanted to be and so that's what I pursued I, I went through college did my last semester in LA and and then I just started working in the film industry. And I can't say that I was really happy. I felt like there was just something off. And I really started to recognize that when I just didn't find myself creating much con- content, meaning back then, short films, I thought, okay, if I'm, when I'm not working, I should be writing scripts and I should be putting these together. And I kind of did that, but it was so challenging. And then YouTube kind of came onto the scene 2005 is when it started and at the time I was actually working at Apple I had a part-time job at the Apple store for six years and I remember when YouTube came around like right right about the time I started at Apple it was like you know we we're all such tech lovers and everybody was in our break room would be like talking about YouTube showing each other YouTube videos like YouTube was just like part of the culture and it was growing it was so exciting but it didn't occur to me for years to even do anything on there. Here I was, like a total tech nerd. I'd been making films for so long, and it—I still to this day don't understand why it didn't like, like so, click for me. So that what early. was it that did make it click? I just—I I wish I could—I could say I was making you know short films, just experimental things, and I started putting them on YouTube because I wanted to be able to share them with people. At the time, DVDs were still kind of 
you know, they were starting to grow in popularity, burning things to a DVD and all that. But to be able to show something to somebody without having to send them a DVD or them being there in person, YouTube was, was the thing to do. So I started uploading some things on there and didn't really excite me much. But whatever it was, I put this video that I shot at an event, this eco-friendly festival. I, I filmed it, put it up there. I don't even know what my mindset was around that. And then... A few months later, in, in March 2009, my sister came to visit me in Los Angeles, and I was so excited about this. I wanted to take her to like all these vegan restaurants in town. And my sister and I grew up filming videos with each other. And I don't, again, I have no idea why I came up with this, but I thought, well, she's in town. I want to make videos. Let's do restaurant reviews. That's awesome. So we recorded restaurant reviews at every single restaurant we went to. My sister was such a great sport with this. <laughs> I'm sure she was kind of annoyed with me because I was so diligent. And yeah. I uploaded these to YouTube. Again, no expectation. I don't even know why I did it. But I was developing my blog a lot at that time. And then people started enjoying them. I started to get more views and comments. Like People asked for more. And so that evolved into doing... Uh, reviews of products. I just started doing interviews, event coverage. I just started to document all of these things I was experiment experiencing and learning along with the writing that I was doing on my blog at the time. And then that was early 2009. And by a year later, I, I just quit working full time. And it's crazy to me that it happened that fast because I spent 2009 obsessing over YouTube videos. Like every night I had so many videos and they took so much time. And I realized how hard it was to work a full time job and then go home and create all these this content and edit these videos. And so it just hit this breaking point where I said, I want to do this full time. I don't want to work for somebody else. I wasn't satisfied at my jobs. And so I quit and I just figured it out. And one thing I'm really impressed that you did, because I know a lot of people that I personally know are scared to do this, is you left the full time job before your passion was monetized. Yeah. You just yeah. trusted that this was what you were going to do and you were going to figure out a way to do it because yeah. you're passionate about it. And I feel like that's so important. Like you have to take that risk. If mm -hmm. you know you're good at something, if you know you're passionate about something, take the risk. It's yes. going to pay off. Yeah. And I, it was scary. I'll never forget that first week that I'd quit working full time. And, you know, I had my job with Apple, so I had something to fall back on and I could up my hours there. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't really enough. And, and luckily, I had put into place all this freelance work. I had started freelancing, you know, doing social media consulting, doing editing, doing videography. Like, all of those things I had been building up for years were really helpful for me in the beginning. And also credit cards. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had no credit card debt whatsoever back when I quit my job. And to this day, I'm still paying off the debt that I've accrued. But I don't regret any of that because... That, I see that debt as, as freedom. Like it gave me the freedom to like put things that I didn't have the, you know, and it, was, it, it wasn't like clothes or crazy things like that. It was like, it was just bills or something. And I would put things that I, I didn't have the actual cash for on my credit cards. And they gave me the more flexibility there. Um, That's but like I, I remember that first week just having no, I, I quit and I just was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And I didn't have anybody around. And I think that really has inspired the work that I'm doing now is I didn't have anyone 
who could help lead me through. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what books to read, what blogs to read. Like all of the resources that I have now, I didn't have then. And I, I can't imagine how much faster I would have grown had I had those resources or had somebody saying, this is what you should do and, and kind of lead me through that process. I, I, tr- I remember going to one girl that I saw doing something similar and, and she just gave me the most vague advice. <laughs> I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, like I just want her to lay it out for me and give me some, some strategies for how I can make this my business. And I couldn't find that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like, um, you know, putting everything in the credit card is interesting because I know that, you know, Susie Orman and all the money people out there would say, don't do that. But I say, do it. Look at Kevin Smith. He put clerks on his credit card. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> Went completely into depth to make his movie. And now he's Kevin Smith and he can do anything that he wants. <laughs> and it's like... I didn't know that. Well, for, yeah. It's like, we're not here to encourage everyone to get into debt. But it's like, if you are passionate about something and you know that you can grow something, it's okay. Because yeah. your money is going to come back to you because money is energy. Yes. And if you yes. put money into doing something that you find passion in, that helps the world, that helps even one person, mm-hmm. that money will come to you as energy. And I fully believe that. And I can yes. say that with full confidence from my personal experience yep. and from everything you've just told us. Yeah. And listen, it's taken years and I'm, I'm still not at a place where I've been able to pay it off entirely because, you know, there's other priorities and... And well, you're probably putting a lot more money into the business. Exactly. So, but I, I just, it, it depends. It depends on what stresses you out. Like for me, it's priorities. It's, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's not, it's a little bit stressful to have debt, but not stressful enough that like, I want to, you know, go back to working and doing things I don't love just to pay off the debt. It's not worth it. And um, my credit's still really good, so I'm as long as you're <laughs> as long as you're paying the minimum payments yeah. and being responsible. I think I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to say I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us about how when did you go from not having to do any more part time work and you were fully engaged in your brand? Like, what was that shift? How did you monetize? Well, it's fairly recent, actually. I quit Apple in 2012, and then I was just doing a ton of freelance work for probably a year and a half to two years after that. So it's really recent. Um, It was really just making the decision. I was doing all of the jobs that the freelance work I was doing for other people. It just wasn't satisfying me, and I realized that the only way to to really push myself to the next level was to just take that leap again so just like I leaped when I quit my full-time job to doing freelance and part-time I had to take the leap to get rid of the part-time and then take the leap to take away the freelance work and and that pressure has actually been really really helpful to me knowing that I have to find a way to make money to pay my bills every month I really enjoy the strategy behind it I love coming up with new ideas and I think that knowing that I have to versus, oh, I have enough money, like I'll just wait. I'm one of those people that if I don't have a deadline, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I really won't. I, I do almost everything last minute, frankly. I've always worked that way. I, I wouldn't advise other people doing that. <laughs> it's just what works best for me. So it'll come down to the wire and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find a way to, to make things work for it. Um, I read recently that certain types of stresses such as the ones you're talking about like oh I gotta I I have to do this like I have no other choice are necessary for evolution Mm -hmm. and when I read that I was like 
that's a totally different way of thinking about it. Because how are you going to force yourself? You know, I like for myself, I wanted to move away from my, my Apple job, which was, is my massage practice. And I'm grateful that I did it, but it's time for me to move on. And it was this great cavern of stress. It's like, how am I going to do it? And then I, and then I read that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So if I'm not forced to do it, I'm going to stay in the safe zone. Yes. But and if I if I don't stay in the safe, so I'm going to face this stress. It's going to be scary a little bit, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going to yes. find a way. Yes, absolutely. Well, you think about it, it's just like survival in, in general. Like mm-hmm. we find a way. You can we can survive in in the craziest of situations when we, because we have to survive when mm-hmm. it comes down to that instinct. And I think that is almost a similar instinct when we're worried about not paying our bills. I've been stressed out about stressed out about money no matter how much income I was making no matter how frequently I was working it's it's all within me to switch that I have the power to change my relationship with money I think that's pandemic in American society it's societal. it doesn't matter how much you make you can always but you can have billionaires worrying yes, about money absolutely well, even Will Smith said that you know I don't know how many millions or billions he has but he said I am still fearful he said this to mm-hmm. Oprah I am scared every day that I will lose it all because he grew up in poverty and mm-hmm. he you didn't have that experience he actually had that experience he carries that with him and so it's like it's not about the money. It's about mm-hmm. what fears, what are you carrying, what stress, what misbeliefs do you have about the world? Do you believe yes. that you're going to be taken care of? Do you believe that no one's going to take care of you? You have to take care of yourself, and therefore you must do A, B, and C, right? Yeah. And when you shift your beliefs, you can manifest the money. You can yes. manifest whatever you're lacking. You can manifest abundance. Yeah. And it really, really works. And it's crazy. I don't know how, but I'll go down to the wire where I'll need to like have a certain amount of money. And I'm thinking, all right, I have all these tools, like which one, and I'll start implementing them. And sometimes the money will just come from really unexpected sources. And I just trust that. I, I, you know, I'm not one of those people that just thinks, oh, it's just going to come to me. I don't need to do anything. I'm a very active, proactive person, but somehow it always works out. And I think that that's because I put the energy out there. I know I'm a hard worker. I know what I want. I get clear on what my goals are. And it just kind of works in my favor. And I think that's that's so important, having that positive mindset, having that trust in in your life really can make a huge difference. And, and a lot of people will not understand that until they experience it themselves. So I really encourage people to learn more about manifestation and and um, you know, if you want to read a book like the, the Secret, but doing things like meditation, even and reading about all these different philosophies and, and seeing examples of this can really, really help. And and doing that in different stages of my career has been incredibly beneficial. Yeah, I completely agree. And there's many different ways to manifest, um, like The Secret. And for me, I read a book called Write It Down, Make It Happen. Mm. And for me, that was super powerful. I read about all these things that people had done. Like one woman wanted to manifest her husband and her dream um, mate. And so she started writing him letters. Dear, (gasps) dear my love. And she would talk about the things they did together and how she felt around him and how, you know, they acted together. And 
you know, it took some time, like everything does, and she completely manifested him, and she showed him the letters, and he was like, yeah, it's me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've had the freakiest experiences with things like that. I'm a huge believer in, in visualization boards, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, recently I just got, you guys would probably appreciate this, um, I found out about this thing called Mind Movies, and it's a service that this company offers where they have like a editing program that you can buy from them and it's filled with positive videos images um music and and um affirmations how cool and yeah they allow people that don't really have editing skills like most unlike us you know <laughs> who have a editing backgrounds but um Anybody can go and download this and you just drag and drop it into whatever order you want. And then you watch these videos every day and they actually show all this research about, they said something in in the sales video about this that really stuck with me too, was how our brains can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not real. If if we see it enough and we hear it enough, Mm -hmm. our brains believe it. And that will literally make things happen in our lives. And so simply by getting into the practice, whether it's meditation, whether it's making a visualization board like I do, or watching these videos like they do, or whatever your practice is, you can train your brain. Just like she did with those letters, writing it down is huge too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Actually, I got one, my last job, my last full-time job I I got, I was moving from one job to the next and I wrote down exactly what job I wanted. And within a day, I found an ad for that job. I applied for it and got the job like within, within, by the end of the week. It was literally to the T, multiple jobs. I could share so many anecdotes about this, but writing it down has been tremendous, but also the visualization I've had crazy things happen from making visualization boards. So. Well, I think that all comes down to your subconscious, right? I mean, yes. I've studied hypnosis a little bit, and they say that the writing down, particularly right before you go to sleep, is telling your subconscious about what you're going to create. And then same mm-hmm. thing with the, if, if it's a flat board or if it's a, move, a special, move, what is this website called? My, I think it's called Mind Movies. Mind Movies. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's like a visual, it's a moving yep. visual vision yep. board. Yep. Um, yeah, that's why I won't... Uh, if I see a commercial or in a, if I'm watching a movie and a car accident comes on, I will turn away because oh. I'm like, you know what? They do this a lot nowadays. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to tell my brain I'm going to be in a car. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's one in particular. I mean, violence in general, but that one in particular, I'm like, I don't need to see that. Yeah. There's a lot of it, especially like with auto insurance and stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. No wonder we, we have so much stress and we don't trust each other. We don't trust the world. Like so much fear is embedded in mm-hmm. us through the news and through movies and all of these things. So I, the more we talk about it, the more I feel like it is so important for us to, to see those images frequently. What I've done over the years is I my visualization board's on my desktop computer because I'm on my computer all day long. And so it's there in the backdrop every time, every time I go on my screen. computer. Another cool thing that um, Kobe, who is one of my business partners, she said she t- taught me to change the password to my computer to an empowering phrase to something that I wanted to manifest. I just did that with a new email address, <laughs> and post- it was one that was gonna like try to make money with it, and the has- password is tons of money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I posted. There's an article about this. I posted a Facebook like last month or something, but it's like change your password, change your life. I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Because some anything that you do repetitively daily that is 
is basically what determines your reality. I mean, yeah. just as much as the people that you spend time with, the music you listen to, the vi- the images, all of that. And so it is it has affected my life profoundly because it's an energy and it really is true that the energy you give off affects so much if not all of your life so even if you're not a believer try it and really put your all into it and see if it works for you because it's worked for all three of us I know I completely agree and it's like people are scared or they don't believe in affirmations and telling yourself positive things and positive thinkings they think it sounds far out but if you look at your life and you're thinking every day I hate my commute I hate my wife I hate I don't know whatever and then you're like well I'm thinking that every day so I'm perpetuating it so why not think differently and see what happens because the results can be life-changing absolutely and it causes physical stress and physical stress shortens our lives and so there there's a lot of really interesting studies around this If, if anybody listening is more into the science behind it you can you can find a lot of great resources but I feel like the best way to to believe it is to try it and see what happens absolutely Mm -hmm. and surround yourself with amazing people I think is huge too you have to be around other people that support you and believe in it too because a mistake I see a lot of people making whether it's in business or health or any of these aspects of changing your life is is they're surrounded by people that that don't support them or don't agree with them and that can really get in our ways tremendously and it's one of the top questions that people ask me through my work with Eco Vegan Gal is they want to know, well, what do I do when my parents or my boyfriend or my friends or whoever in their lives don't believe this or don't like this or don't do this too? And I think just finding ways to surround yourself with people, whether you're listening to a podcast or whether you're joining an online community or going to meetup groups, like there are ways to bring those people into your life if you really want to. You can find your tribe. No matter what city you live in, you have access to a computer, you can find a meetup group or a Facebook group or something to talk to people that believe what you believe, whether it's I want to change my diet or I want to make a new business. And if your friends and family are giving you negative feedback, just know not to take that on and say well that's their opinion but that's Mm -hmm. not my opinion yes absolutely and and actually that leads me to a really big piece of advice is and something that I've been developing through through my own business is is having some sort of accountability partner like we talked about earlier a mastermind group or some sort of supportive community and that's led me to develop a, uh, an online community that Allison's actually part of. Yes. And um, I really am putting a lot of my energy in, into to developing that because I see the massive, massive benefit of knowing that there are people that think like you, that have the same goals, and that can support you. That is tremendous. And again, it's not something that I had. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I really wish I had had found that earlier because... It, it makes such a huge difference when you're around those type of people on a regular basis. Yeah, and you can have an accountability partner for your trying to exercise every day. Mm-hmm. You can have an, a different accountability partner for building your business. They yeah. might not be the same people, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. There are certain people that when I'm with, I know what we what we should talk about. Like, I go out with my girlfriends, <laughs> I know this is about drinking wine and talking about boys, right? Yeah. And then I have my other friends where it's like we sit there and we talk about how to monetize, how to monetize our brands and how to build our entrepreneurial business 
businesses and all our ideas and we have too many and how do we scale them down? And then, you know, I have other friends, you know, where we talk about clothes and fashion because I have interest in all of these things, but not all the people have interest in what I have interest in, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. most of my friends are not vegan or not eating a plant-based diet. And I'm of course okay with that. But when I find the friends that are, it's like, that's all we talk about. (laughs) Oh my God, have you tried the quinoa salad at blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. Today's show is sponsored by Stride Health. Go to stridehealth.com slash foodheals and take a look around. We are really excited about their service and you can get your personal concierge at stridehealth.com slash foodheals. That's right. Stride Health is built just for self-employed adventurers like us. Everything you need for health coverage and health care. They have it. Whether you have health insurance or not, Stride will take care of all the sweat and headaches of figuring out where to get care and how much you'll pay. They even pick your pharmacy and doctors for you. Yeah, or you can pick your doctors and see what plans they fall under, which is what I did. And when you need health insurance, don't forget, you have to pick a plan by November 1st. Stride Health site assesses your potential costs and automatically recommends the perfect new plan for you. They get you to a health insurance decision in under 10 minutes, 90 minutes faster than healthcare.gov. And they save the average person over $400 a year by finding you the right coverage and care. Think of it like this. Health insurance companies have hundreds of mathematicians trying to figure out how risky their new customers might be. There's never been an actuary for you though. So they're flipping the whole thing on its head, doing the math on your potential risk for the year and getting you the best care options. So take a minute and join now at stridehealth.com slash foodheals. Turn Stride on for you and your family. You'll get access to their on-call care team who has your back when you need it most. Joining Stride is free. It takes two minutes and it's built just for you. Check it out at stridehealth.com slash foodheals. And remember, on the Food Heals podcast, we only advertise companies, products, and services that we believe in. So Susie and I believe in Stride. Check them out. You're listening to the Food Heals podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Food Heals Nation, have you ever dreamed of doing something different with your life? Are you interested in creating a YouTube channel, starting a blog, or even hosting your own podcast? Do you want to learn the top tips and strategies to monetize your content and quit your 9 to 5? If so, I have the answer for you. Whitney Lauritsen, one of my personal mentors, is also one of the top YouTube stars in the field of health and living an eco-friendly, conscious lifestyle. She has created multiple streams of income through many different revenue strategies, all online while living her passion and doing what she loves. And now, Whitney wants to teach you how to do it too. I personally am a member of the creators community and some examples of what I've learned are things like how to put together a media kit, how to approach sponsors and advertisers, and it has served as an accountability group to keep me moving forward in all my business endeavors. That has been extremely valuable, Food Heals Nation. Whitney is offering a special deal to Food Heals listeners. When you sign up for an annual membership by October 1st, 2015, using the offer code FOODHEALS, you will receive three free months of membership and be locked into the lowest price it will ever be offered at. Classes are online, so you can take them from anywhere in the world in the comfort of your own home. Join the creators community today at WhitneyLauritsen.com slash FOODHEALS, and I'll see you there. 
All right. So Whitney, what are your three top down and dirty tips to just build your brand, monetize your content? Give us three nuggets of wisdom. Down Uh-oh. and dirty. <laughs> I don't even know what wow. that means. I want, I'm ready. I want the real stuff. All I want right. like an absolute strategy. I love Do it this. when Allison okay. wants to talk dirty. I get passionate. I need to talk dirty, ladies. <laughs> okay, let's see. They might not necessarily be in order, but... Uh, number one is to get very clear on exactly what you want and that is that can take a lot of time and it's something that I think you have to practice regularly I've been spending a lot of time recently getting more clear on that because it changes I was just gonna say what do you do if it changes because I think I'm going through that myself oh yeah my like, changes I, on the daily <laughs> I'm like I don't know if I want that anymore is that still my goal I don't know so well I you know, I, I'm kind of torn at the moment between whether it truly changes or whether we just become more clear on that mm-hmm, over mm-hmm, time. Because mm-hmm. I think that I'm just always getting more and more clear. A couple months ago, I had a major shift because I read the book The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Love it. It was very inspiring, and it and it talks about this idea of finding out just what you really want in life and what your path is and what you know. You're, you're meant to be here for if you believe in that. And so that kind of started me down this road of really contemplating that on a deeper level. The next book I read was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And another great book. one. <laughs> oh my gosh, that book. I, I need to reread it, even though it was only two months ago. I want to read it again. And I took so many notes. I, I really could benefit from probably going over those notes every day. It was huge for me. And and more just tuning into the reason behind what you're doing. And I think that's so important. And and it really hit home for me because I've been in this career. And Allison, I know you can relate to this. I'm sure you can relate to this too. Is so much of being online as an online entrepreneur, which is probably more of the audience that we're speaking to here, is and even actually just, you know, if you're building a a physical brand, there's so much pressure online right now and keeping up with appearances. On and social media. Yeah. And you know, I've really taken a step back the past few months on that to really think about my intention with it all because I realized that so much of what I was doing was based on what I thought I should be doing mm-hmm. and what other people were doing mm-hmm. and wanting to, to position myself in a certain light so that people would see this. And it just became so confusing. And through reading those two books, I started to to dig deeper and uncover these layers within myself about why exactly am I doing this, you know? And so that to me is the top thing. And, And take as much time as you possibly can, even if it's just every night. We all have at least, you know, it's funny to me, like so many people come to me and say just don't have time and it's just not true at all it's such a huge myth we all have the same amount of time every single day and it's really just about setting those priorities and in order to set priorities you have to know what you want because what you want becomes your goals and so that needs to become your number one priority about becoming super clear about what you want and if you don't know what it is yet that's where you need to start and so your time at night, like instead of watching TV, sit down and journal, sit down and read books, sit down and study people that you feel drawn to and that you admire. And that's what I've been doing for months now, actually. After reading those books, I have put aside the content. I really haven't created that much. I've just been spending most of my time getting very clear and just 
studying and researching and digging deep and journaling and just doing all of this like heart expanding and it's it's I can't believe it's taken this long and might it might even need some more time but I am starting to see huge shifts huge shift in in who I'm attracting huge shifts in my ideas like the world is just opening up and expanding and becoming more clear and that's kind of the big message of the alchemist as well it, that's part of going through that journey to mm-hmm. figure out you know, you have this idea in your mind about what you're going after. You know, basically the premise of the alchemist is he's going after, I think, like a treasure or something, whatever it is that he's going after. And so he goes through this tremendous journey through the desert and he's meeting people and he's meeting like women he's falling in love with and like challenges. And it's about him figuring out what his power is. So what he goes after in the beginning changes over time. It, It becomes less important and the bigger messages we kind of have to strip away the programming, you know, and that's been taking a lot of time myself as well because when I look back on this history of mine as wanting to act and be in front of the camera, like that is so much in my core. But for years and years and years, I was hit up with these obstacles and people told me I couldn't do it and I, they, didn't, they told me I didn't look right and like all these people layered on these things on top of me and I started to believe them instead of my true self. And so now it's like pulling apart those layers and figuring out like that core that I really, really wanted. And, you know, you just have to have the patience to go down that journey and you have to set that as a priority because when you figure that out, everything else falls into place. So that would be my number, number one thing. I mean, that was, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I couldn't agree with you more. Both Can you say books. more on that? I'm a little unclear. <laughs> don't I stop. Could, we don't want any more tips. I Keep could, talking. I could talk about that forever because it really resonates with me. And, and um, you know, sometimes I feel sad because I buried away what, who I really am and, and what I really want because of what other people That's were suggesting. so common, though. I mean, yeah. in so many different ways, within your family unit, within your friends, when you're growing up, up, you know, peer pressure. Then when you start dating to yeah. to please what you know yep. the, the whoever you're interested in, um, it, it's a part of being human. Yeah, and it's like a it's like you say it's like a stripping away. Yes. back to your core of like, oh wait, who am I and what do I want? Yes, yeah. because when you figure that out, you become more clear. People around you become more clear about who you are and what you're doing. And that's huge in business. <laughs> like that's that's probably the most important lesson I keep hearing from any anybody that I study business wise, marketing wise, entrepreneurship wise, is about getting clear and being clear. And you can't do that if you don't know who you are and what you want really want to do. And also the why behind it as well. One of my favorite books and and kind of thought leaders is. Um, Simon Sinek, I think is how you pronounce his name. He wrote the book Start With Why. And it's phenomenal. I really feel like everybody should read this, entrepreneur or not. But um, he, he talks about how so many businesses talk about how they do things and what they do. But what people really want is the why. And the most successful businesses out there are all about the why. And again, you're not going to know why you do something if you don't know who you are and what you really want. Mm-hmm. So those all kind of come together. The next thing that's also huge is then figuring out how you can help people and add value to people's lives through what you really want to do. Because for all of us, whatever our true deepest passions are, there's somebody else out there who either wants that same thing we've, we've already achieved 
or needs the skills that we've already acquired or is on a similar journey and we can kind of be there along with them and support them. And that's really the core of any successful business is adding value to other people's lives. That's what we all want. We are always willing to pay for something if it's valuable to us. It reminds me of that, I don't know if this is a story, someone told me it was from the Bible, but it's when you're in heaven, or even not, I don't know, but it's when you're in heaven, it's, you know you're in heaven when people are like feeding you, you don't, you, you have like super long forks, you can't feed yourself, but you have to feed each other. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I feel like I'm, <laughs> no. You've never heard that? No, I uh, I feel like I should stop and look it up. I'm but, curious. Um, but I'd heard about it, it's like, that's that's the idea of heaven, is mm-hmm. that like everybody's happy, but we're feeding each other. We're not feed- we're not worried oh. about ourselves. Like if I had two giant forks, we had a plethora of food in front of us. Yeah, and like you guys couldn't use the giant forks, but I would just take them and feed. I feel yeah, I have to f- it now makes I feel sense. Like I- we put this in the show notes because now I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's really interesting. But it's we'll such a beautiful. It thought like i have visualized it i'm like like can you imagine like if i was feeding the you? three of us we were each feeding yeah, each other. yeah. But, you, but the forks are so long you can't turn it around oh. and oh so it's like a- you can't turn it around you have to help each other and that's yes. what that reminds me of. it's like i'm adding value yes, to your life exactly so it's about being of service to others and not serving yourself right and trusting that they're gonna that they'll serve they will take care of you yeah. taking care of each other's needs and not worrying about like oh i love it fed. yeah yeah I read one of my favorite books is, well, I have two really great books around finances. One is called The Soul of Money. Yes, I have that one. And the other one's Money, A Love Story. The second one I think is huge for anybody, well, I think for everybody again, because it's about all of these negative connotations we have around money. And one concept in there is that money is just an exchange it's Mm -hmm. not even real it's something that we made up as humans to represent exchanging one thing for another and so we have this in our concept our our, many of us have all these weird issues with money and that really blocks us so i guess that would be another piece of advice is to get rid of your money issues and kate northrup who wrote that book does all of this great work around that and um you know, stripping away those those preconceived notions about greed or, or, you know, guilt or not having enough or not wanting to share, all of that. And thinking about money as just like, I'm exchanging this for this. Like people are giving me money in exchange for something I'm giving them. So there shouldn't be any guilt because you're giving them something that's helping their lives. And then they're going to give something to somebody else. And it's like, it's really just like the fork metaphor there is that it's being passed around instead of this idea of taking something from someone. Think about what you can give to them because when somebody has something of value, they would be are more than willing to pay for it. We buy things all the time. We buy food that other people have made. We buy clothing that other people have made. You know, we buy it's so many products. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're th- there's money being exchanged constantly. There's no reason that you can't receive some of that yourself. And one of the things that Louise Hay says, and she's an author as well. She has so many books. Is love your bills. Mm-hmm. So be grateful when you pay the bills because you're getting a service in return for money. And when you're paying your bills and you're thinking, oh, I can't stand this, I don't have any money, and you're living in that poverty mentality, you're just feeding it. Instead, be grateful, love 
your bills because you're getting something in exchange for them. And that just changes the whole dynamic of your relationship to money and Mm -hmm. the energy surrounding the money that's coming into your life and leaving your life. So you can get more coming and less leaving, Yeah, (laughs) you know? And actually, Money Love Story is published through Hay House. So it makes sense. There's all that similar mentality. Yeah, I think getting rid of those money issues... And just really seeing the value in what you're doing is huge. But I think the last thing, we've already kind of covered the importance of, of ha- being supported and surrounded by other people. I think the next thing is is just making as much progress as you can and working at it. And this is something I struggle with sometimes too, is it's really hard to just start, but it's really the best thing that you can do to reach any goal is to know that you're gonna, going to evolve and trust that it's going to keep getting better and better. And you can't attract anything if you haven't started in the first place. You, you, know, you can't complete a race if you don't start it. Even if you're walking instead of running, I mean, you're going to get there eventually. But if you don't move, then, you know, there, what, there's that phrase like, um, oh, I forget exactly how it's phrased. Something about like the person who's, the slowest person is still like doing laps around the person sitting on the couch or whatever. You yeah. know, it's like if you don't get up and move, you, you know, you're not making any progress. And a sure. lot of people just simply don't take action. Mm-hmm. So I think get clear in yourself what you really want. Find out how what you want can add value to other people's lives and then just start taking action and trust the process. And and really that's that's probably the the simplest formula to most anything is that all we have to do (laughs) it's it's really i think that simple but the the first one is so key because when you have when you know who you are when you know what you want that brings the confidence when you add value to other people's lives that brings in the money and then when you just start taking the action to it that just keeps the whole flow going and yeah And it really can be that simple. It really can be. And thank you for putting it in those really simple terms. The way you just said it is great. Like, I want to tweet that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I said it in a tweetable. It might be too long, but it was very clear, your summation. And, you know, I kind of want to end on what you started with, which is, learning how to be your authentic self and stop judging yourself and stop letting other people's opinions of you affect your life. So while you were talking, I was completely inspired to pull up this quote that I'm sure you guys have heard before, but if you haven't, it's going to change your life. When I first heard it, it affected me so deeply. So I would be interested to hear your feedback on this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in every one of us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. That speaks so much to me. Yeah. I should, I should 
paint that on my wall. I want to put it on my vision board because I just read it to you guys and I got chills because I feel so passionately about it because we are meant to shine. Why are we staying small? Because mm-hmm. society told us to, because our parent told us to, because mm-hmm. someone said, you can't do this. You don't look good enough. You're not smart enough. Whatever. Let it all go and shine. Yeah. Right. Be yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's, you know, some of us learn that earlier than others and you see people that are incredibly successful at younger ages and it's just like whatever happened they had some sort of support somebody telling them that they could do it you can do anything you want yeah Yeah. and if you don't have that at an early age you know you you have to look for it later on in your life because it's always there it's just a matter of when that light turns on all right well thank you so much for joining us Whitney I really appreciate everything that you brought to the table the physical table but (laughs) the actual table yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, and tell everyone where they can find you online how they can follow you and get more information about what you do so if you go to WhitneyLauritson.com, that is evolving into the hub for everything that I do and that's especially a great place if you want to learn more about the business strategy work that I do. I mentioned earlier that Allison is part of my latest project, which is probably going to become one of the main projects that I'm working on right now, which is, for lack of a better term, a membership group. And I'm calling it right now the Creators Community. It's a place for content creators and mainly just online entrepreneurs who are creating content to meet and support each other and learn how to monetize and learn how to turn everything that they're doing into a business. And I'm really, really excited about it. I see huge things for it. And, and uh, you know, I'm excited for the people that are getting in at the beginning. You know, I've got the founding members, and Allison is one of them. And we, get, we get to grow it together, and I, I see it evolving into just something massive to support all these people, really in the, in the health and the vegan and eco-friendly community. So, you know, you have this tribe of people that are doing similar things, not just like any entrepreneur, but someone that's very focused in on the same top subject matter. So you can find more details and my email address and all that at WhitneyLauritson.com. And uh, otherwise, on the internet and mostly through my, my platform of Eco Vegan Gal. So send me a tweet you know, or an Instagram or Facebook, whatever it is, and let me know that you heard me on the podcast and, and just let me know what you're doing and, and what's really getting you fired up. I love hearing those stories. We do too. So everyone, tweet Whitney. Tell her what you think. Check out her websites. Eco Vegan Gal is all about being a vegan, living an, living an eco-friendly lifestyle. And then her business website is all about monetization strategies and how to live your dream life. And if you're passionate about either of those topics, which Susie and I are passionate about, For both, sure. she's a great resource. So look her up and you guys will not be disappointed. Well, thanks awesome. for Thank being here. Thank you, Whitney. Thank, Thank you. you. This is great. I feel all fired up myself. Ooh, <laughs> I feel like I just had a matcha latte. <laughs> Should we go get them? I know. It's down the street. I kind of want to. <laughs> how later they open? It's 1030. 11, I think. Yeah, I think later. Maybe right. midnight. Gracias yeah. Madre might be open, too, if you get drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's our show. Thanks for listening. All the show notes from today's episode can be found at foodhealsnation.com slash 21. Today's tweetable comes from Whitney. The core of any successful business is adding value to people's lives. If you like that, tweet it to Whitney at EcoVeganGal, tweet it to us at Food Heals Nation, and use the hashtag Food Heals Podcast.
Don't forget to check out our sponsors. Go to stridehealth.com slash foodheals to get your very own health insurance concierge. They'll get you covered in just minutes and the process is easy and free. And it works. And check out WhitneyLauritsen.com slash foodheals and join the creators community. You can work with Whitney to bring your business and brand to the next level. Trust me, it's worth it. On Thursday, we have part two of our interview with Khalil Rafati from the film Food Heals. And on Saturday, we're doing our fall recipe haul, where you will get to hear healthy recipes from Susie and I, and we chat with the Beverly Hills farm girl, Dana Slacken. For all the episode show notes, visit foodhealsnation.com. And we want your feedback. We want to hear from you. What are your favorite episodes? What do you like? What do you not like? Email us at info at foodhealsnation.com. We answer every email and we look forward to hearing from you. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.